Hello everyone, my name is Mike Sternberg, and today we will be taking a closer look at the life and example of Daniel, reading from Daniel chapter 6 verses 12 through 28. Probably one of the most well-known stories in the Bible, but we're going to try to dig a little deeper into it, so thank you for joining me. Let's start with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for your son Jesus, who sacrificed everything for our sins. We also thank you for your word, which gives us examples of your love through stories like that of the faith of Daniel. Thank you for his love of you, his trust and faith that he put in you, even when faced with death. As a child, Lord, this seemed like a simple story of faith, but it is so much more. Please help us during this time to understand and see things in this story, perhaps for the first time, that will deepen our own faith and trust in you. Thank you, Father. We love you. Amen. Well, before we read the passage, how about a quick little recap of what's happened so far in the book of Daniel? The book begins with king number one, Jehoiakim, who was the king of Judah. But he was soon taken over by king number two, Nebuchadnezzar, from Babylon. Now he took some things from the temple in Jerusalem, including some people like Daniel and his three friends took them all back to Babylon. Well, soon after we had that story of Daniel in jail and, and the food, um, and Daniel's reputation and God's reputation start to grow. Later on, after a variety of dreams being interpreted, the king is actually driven out of society, which led to king number three, Belshazzar. He takes over, still in Babylon. Now, many years later, he's partying, and he sees the writing on the wall, literally. Daniel interprets it, and the king is conquered by the Persians and Medes and killed that very night. So, bring on king number four, Darius. Now that's where our story started in the last podcast, bringing us to today. So I kind of feel like I should start today's with last week on Days of Our Lives in Babylon. Last week, King Darius, the Mede, liked Daniel right away, causing others to be jealous. They could not find anything wrong with Daniel, so they looked at his religion. The king gets tricked to make the law about worship, worshiping him only. Daniel says whatever and prays to God anyway, but the bad guys find out. And then the, at the end of the last podcast, they walked in on Daniel and bum, bum, bum to be continued. And that's where we start today's episode. So I'm reading from Daniel chapter six, verses 12 through 28 from the New Living Translation. Actually, I'll probably start one verse earlier at chapter, or I'm sorry, at verse 11. So it starts off with... The officials went together to Daniel's house and found him praying and asking for God's help. So they went back to the king and reminded him about his law. Did you not sign a law that for the next 30 days, anyone who prays to anyone, divine or human, except to your majesty, will be thrown to the lions? Yes, the king replied. That decision stands. It is a law of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be revoked. Then they told the king, well, that man Daniel, one of the captives from Judah, he is paying no attention to you or your law. He still prays to his God three times a day. Hearing this, the king was very angry with himself for signing the law. And he tried to find a way to save Daniel. He spent the rest of the day looking for a way to get Daniel out of his predicament. In the evening, the men went together to the king and said, Your majesty knows that according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, no law that the king signs can be changed. So at last, the king gave orders for Daniel to be arrested and thrown into the den of lions. The king said to him, May your God, whom you worship continually, 
rescue you. And we'll see that phrase a few times. For God whom you worship continually, rescue you. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den. The king sealed the stone with his own royal seal and the seals of his nobles so that no one could rescue Daniel from the lions. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night fasting. He refused his usual entertainment and couldn't sleep at all that night. Very early the next morning, the king hurried out to the lion's den. When he got there, he called out in anguish, Daniel, servant of the living God, was your God whom you worship continually able to rescue you from the lions? Daniel answered, Long live the king! My God sent his angel to shut the lions' mouths so that they would not hurt me, for I have been found innocent in his sight, and I have not wronged you, your majesty. The king was overjoyed and ordered that Daniel be lifted from the den. Not a scratch was found on him because he had trusted in his God. And that's where the kid's version of the story ends. But this story goes on to say, Then the king gave orders to arrest the men who had maliciously accused Daniel. He had them thrown into the lion's den, along with their wives and children. The lions leaped on them and tore them apart before they even hit the floor of the den. Then King Darius sent this message to the people of every race and nation and language throughout the world. Peace and prosperity to you. I decree that everyone throughout my kingdom should tremble with fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God, and he will endure forever. His kingdom will never be destroyed, and his rule will never end. He rescues and saves his people. He performs miraculous signs and wonders in the heavens and on earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. They had another king after that yet, it sounds like. So, okay. Yes, many of us have heard the story of Daniel and the lion's den. And I do remember learning the story as a child, of course, the G-rated version. In fact, my wife, Laura, even has memories of her childhood dentist, who was also a singer. Uh, and he sang a children's song about a story called Here Kitty Kitty. Believe it or not, you can still find the cartoon version of him singing on YouTube. I don't think he was singing as he was doing dentistry work on her, but maybe. Anyway, we all know there's more to this story, so let's dig a little deeper today. Here are some thoughts. Daniel is likely around 80 or 90 years old at this time. Now remember, this is the third king Daniel worked for. Nebuchadnezzar, Belshazzar, Darius, and one more king actually coming after this yet. And it makes me think, any story with lions, first of all, makes me think of Detroit Lions because I'm a sports fan. And when I think of the Detroit Lions over the course of my lifetime, they have had quite a few different coaches come and go over the years. Maybe this one they have now is here to stay. We'll see. But I know that whenever the new coaching group comes in, it seems like, well, out with the old group and in with a new group. And once in a great while, one of the old coaches will be rehired to kind of stay with the team. Now, that's kind of what's going on with Daniel, I feel like. There's a new king in town, and for three kings now, every king has kind of looked at him and said, wait a minute, this seems like a good guy. I know chapter 6, verse 4 said Daniel had good character and a good reputation. And so King Darius knew what kind of guy Daniel was and that he was religious and prayed to his God, so he kept him around. Uh, sounds like he even kind of admired Daniel. But the king also surrounded himself with some evil people who tricked him. So lesson number one, be careful who you, can, uh, who you hang out with. Well, like I mentioned earlier, many of us grew up with the rated G version of the story. But wow, did you catch that last part of today's reading? 
The kids' version ended at verse 23, like I said, but if you read 24, yikes. I don't really like that part. Really? The wives and children too? Really? Before they hit the floor? Yuck. I'm sure there's a lesson number two in there for us somewhere, but I think I'll move on. Actually, maybe lesson number two is don't let your jealousy get you into trouble. Anyway, I do. I did get some advice once from a friend who said that when you read stories from the Bible that you've heard many times, it's kind of easy to not even pay attention to it because you've heard it so many times before. So the advice I got was to try to look at this story from different perspectives. How about this? What if this story is not really about Daniel? What if it's really about King Darius? I know, mind blown. So let's think about this king. He conquers King Belshazzar in Babylon. He sees this guy Daniel, who seems like a good guy, and he hires him along with his three friends. And some other guys who don't really get along well with Daniel. Fast forward and imagine him finding out that he had made a law that would mean this good guy Daniel was doomed to the lion's den. How do you think the king felt about that? But he's stuck. He knows that he needs to follow through with the law. Well, it's not his fault. If only Daniel would stop praying so openly to, this, to his God. But he doesn't. Into the den, Daniel must go. Now in verse 16, the king says to Daniel as he's throwing him in this den, May the God, whom you worship continually, rescue you. Notice it doesn't say it's the king's God. It's not his God. May your God, it says. Now I wonder what Darius thought when proclaiming this. Was he just kind of hoping that Daniel's God would rescue him? Was he sad and depressed, thinking, oh man, I shouldn't have done this? Was he just saying these kind of things to cover his own butt? Maybe watching out for a lawsuit? Anyway, then he goes home and does what? He fasts. Sounds like kind of a religious guy after all to me. It seems like Daniel was already getting to this guy, and no doubt God was already working in the king's heart. It was a long night for the king with no sleep and even refusing the entertainment, whatever that means. I'm guessing he was so worried he couldn't even binge watch his favorite show. Anyway, I also noticed that uh, what King Darius did the next morning. Verse 19 says that early the next morning he hurried out to the lion's den. I think this shows that King Darius actually must have had some faith that there was a God who would save Daniel. Otherwise, he'd be sleeping in and moving on. But nope. He thought there must have been a chance, at least, that the God of Daniel was real and saved him. So I wonder what happened next to Darius after this story. Now, the Bible tells us he made, the, he made that bold uh, proclamation to everyone throughout the kingdom. I'm curious why the decree does not tell everyone to worship God, but to tremble with fear before God. Interesting. I'm sure he was scared. One version actually translates it as to revere the living God. We definitely need more reverence for God in our society, as I do in my own life. And what is the takeaway for me, for us? Maybe it is faith, courageous faith. There are many other things probably, but one of my takeaways is the faith of Daniel and even the faith of King Darius on some level, that God would provide a way out of the situation. And while the consequences of praying in public for me are nothing like Daniel, I think we can transfer this to other scenarios of life as well. Will I love everyone like Jesus does, even if it's uncomfortable? Will I conform to this world when I know the Bible says that is not right? Will I openly stand up for what God says is right? Man, my faith is so, so strong when there are no challenges to it. 
But what will happen when everyone is looking at me to see how a Christian responds? Lord, help me. Help me have the courageous faith of Daniel. The last thing I will mention is that in my Bible, I have written four words at the beginning of the book of Daniel. It says, who is my king? Daniel made the decision who his real king was, and it wasn't Nebuchadnezzar, Belshazzar, or Darius. So who is my king in this world? Who is your king? Let's pray. Father, we again thank you for your word and for stories like Daniel and for stories like King Darius. They remind us that our faith will not always be easy. We need to be prepared for a courageous faith, whatever that means for us. Help us to be intentional about worshiping you, like Daniel was, no matter the cost. And lastly, help us to avoid any feelings of jealousy leading to us being put into a bad position, like the other men in the story did. We love you, Jesus, and we pray all these things in your holy name. Amen. Thank you again for joining today. May God bless you so you may help bless others.